So, we started last week with this tethered climbing in security. And matter of fact, how many of you have ever been rock climbing? Anyone ever been on rock climbing or a climbing wall? Anyone ever been on one of those? Let me ask you a question. Who's the most important person when you're climbing up the wall? Who is the most, what's the most important thing? Who says me? Who says me? Well, you're wrong, number one. Because guess what? If you climb up by, without a rope, you're a dead man, you fall. Alright? Number, number one. Number two, you ain't going up there without a rope because you'll be scared to death. It all depends on the tether, the rope. The man who's at the bottom. And what we can look at tonight is the master belayer. The person who's at the bottom who's feeding you up the rock wall. Um, for some of you who went to Camp Mom this year, you went up a uh, thing. And if you remember when you were there, I was one of the people who were there belaying you up the wall. If I said to myself, you know what? Jared, I don't like you. I ain't going to give you no rope or I just let all the rope go. You know what happened? Jared's a dead man today. The master belayer, the person who is at the bottom, is the most important person who is feeding that rope. They control you. You know, I know, I know it takes away some of your mightiness to think, I got up the wall myself. You didn't get the wall yourself. Yes, it took brave to get up there and do all that. But I can tell you right now, if someone's not down there feeding a the rope, you ain't going. Because that would not be a smart thing to do. Right? So, when you think of that, you have to understand that the belayer is the most important person. And tonight, we want to talk about the master belayer. The most important person to each one of us. And if you have your books, you can turn your books so that you know uh, where we are going tonight. I don't have uh, the page number. But I want you to think about this for a second. I want you to think for, for an example. And I, and I wish we had room in this room, but we don't have it, so we really can't do it. But I want you to imagine for a second you have a blindfold on. And you have a person who's next to you, and you have a bunch of people who are screaming on the outside of you. All right? You can't see where you're going. You know, I could even put this to, to a point as in to think of, even a sports thing. You know when you go, you play sports and the crowd is trying to tell you to do one thing and the coach is trying to do, tell you to do the next thing? Who do you normally listen to? How many of you say y'all listen to the crowd? How many of you say y'all listen to the coach? Some of y'all lie. Y all, y all, I can tell you now. The crowd telling y'all. Imagine this for basketball. I, I give an example, right? Give an example. When I was 18 years old in Kingsley Academy, I played in the Hugh Campbell tournament one year. That was the only year I played basketball. Right? And let's put it this way. As you can look at me, I'm a white boy, right? I'm white. And if you know anything about basketball, everybody, everybody signals all white people with this one person. Wait, I don't know. Larry Bird. They don't call it Dirk Nowinski. It's Larry Bird, right? So here it is, off the tip-off, right? Man on the tip-off, tip-off come to me. Nicholas gets to the three-point line. Whoosh! Three-pointer, right? Woo! Yeah, crowd goes wild, right? Crowd goes wild. 
Let's put it this way. We played two more games. I didn't hit another shot. But guess what? The crowd kept on saying, shoot, shoot bird, shoot bird. You know, so I just kept on, the coach was telling me to shoot too, but he just said, you know, I just kept on shooting. I didn't go nowhere. You know, we, we listen to the voices we want to hear. It's no different in our spiritual life. You know, we always have those, you know, in the cartoons and stuff, you have those funny, um, the good guy and the bad guy telling you to do this thing, that thing, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, you have the, yeah. What, what do you, who do we listen to most of the time? Do we listen to the good guy or the bad guy? Hey, your parents won't know if you did that. Don't worry about it. Just do it. If they find out, then you'll just lie. You know, it just keeps on going and going and going. It gets worse. So this morning, tonight, we want to look at the master belayer. And as we think of it, he is the best rope holder. All right, he is the best rope holder. Why is he the best rope holder? Illumination is the, is the ministry of the Holy Spirit that enlightens believers and helps them to understand the Word of God. Now we should have, he is the best rope holder. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that shows us, who illuminates God's Word to us. Without him, we will not know what's going on in God's Word. Which brings us to the best rope holder. And number one, he cares for you. First Peter 5, 7. Somebody want to look it up for us real quick? Anyone got it? Oh, I mean, you all know that verse. Cast all your cares for he cares for you, right? So we are to cast all our cares in him because he cares for us. You know, all our anxieties on this one. Because he cares for us. Let me ask a question. How many of you care for the person next to you? How many of you ever, like, how many of you, everyone should put their hand up right now. If you put it up, that's really sad. I really don't care about you. You know, I, 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 I don't like you very much. I don't give anything happens to you. Um, yeah, everybody should probably put their hand up at this time. I don't have nobody here, so I won't put my hand up. But how many of you have ever just like poured yourself on someone? Like you just like were so vulnerable one time, and you just told them everything. You ever been there? Like you just spilled all your guts? And let me ask a question. How many of you ever felt that that person you spilled all your guts to really didn't care? What you were telling them? <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like very sensitive. You're like in a deep, you know, you're like in a deep conversation with them. And you're like, but really, you don't understand the trouble that I'm going through. And the person just bursts out loud. <laughs> you know, you're like, you know, like, really? Like, I just poured myself out at you. And you just like laughed at me. You know, that's, that's sad. You know, imagine this for a second, guys. Guys, I want you to imagine this. Because I, I, I think this is, and I, I just went to a football game. But you know when you see these guys on TV who get down on one knee and propose to that girl at the basketball game and be like, will you marry me and do all that? What if that girl just like turn around and slap him? No, in front, in front of everybody. You know, that, listen, that would not be good. That would be very sad. I, and, I, and I always, you know, honestly, like that happened. No, I, never, I didn't see him to get slapped, but listen up. When I, was the, when I was to the football game this past weekend, I saw that happen and I just thought to, I just thought to myself, you know, I wonder if these girls just say yes just because it's on camera. 
And then when they get home, be like, yeah, you know, I don't want the ring, you know, as soon as we get out, you know, like, I don't know. It would be very, very, yeah, very, you'd be crushed. But we have a master, Balea, who isn't like that. We can cast all our cares on him, and he cares for us. You know, even when, like I said, a person may not care for us the way that we want him to, the Lord always cares, the Holy Spirit. Which brings us to the second point, he understands you. Wow. How many of you ever met a person you just don't understand? You know, um, back in the day, I'm going to show my age here. Let's see if anyone remembers the song. Back in the day, Will Smith wrote a song. And you know what the song was called? Parents Just Don't Understand. How many of you ever feel like your parents don't understand? Anyone just feel like that? Your parents just don't understand? You know, come on. You know, you feel like your parents just don't understand, like, you know, Dad, Mom, you don't understand. It's like, this is the 19, you know. You know, you know like, this is, how we use, this is how you used to do it back in the day. This is, the nine, this is not even 1900s. This is the 2014s. That doesn't sound right, you know. I, I like, I like what the, the era I grew up in, you know, like, this is the 1990s, Mom. You don't understand, you know, I like that. I like, 2014 doesn't just come off your tongue. But the 1990s was like the best era ever. Yes. Who was born in the 90s? No one was born in Nobody was born in the 2000s, right? Who was born in 2000? Man, y'all are babies. Y'all are babies. All right. So we understand. All right. Let's get back. We understand that he is the best rope holder. He understands you. In Psalms 139, 2 says this. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. Let me ask a question. How many, how, is that scary to think about? The thing that the Holy Spirit knows every time I sit down, knows when I rise up. He knows every thought that comes in my mind. That's pretty scary. You know, because if we are all honest with ourselves, sometimes we have bad thoughts. And I want to say this because I know, um, you know, we always say guys, you know, guys, we, you know, we have these bad thoughts about girls. We struggle with pornography and all this stuff. But I think girls are the same way. Girls lust after guys. They look at a guy and be like, man, look at his abs. You know, like, look at him. He looks so, see, I can't, I just can't say it, you know. We got to edit this out of the video. You know, but girls, hey. Girls are no different than guys. Girls look at a guy and just think, man, doesn't he look good? You know, like, yeah, I can't really do it because I'm not a girl. It just feels very weird just saying it. Yeah. It feels very weird just thinking that, you know, Drew, just saying that. Guy, you look good. That just doesn't, yeah. I'm not even feeling that. That doesn't, that doesn't work for me. I, you know. But the Holy Spirit understands everything. The Holy Spirit, He understands you. He knows everything about you. He knows your thoughts. He knows your struggles. He knows every single thing that you struggle with. But yet, but yet, so many times, we don't go to the Holy Spirit. We don't go to the Master Belayer. We don't go to Him because, you know, He's holding the rope. He has everything. He's letting us, you know, He lets us go a little bit to see how far we're going to go. You know, and that's what happens. 
we go so far and then we end up falling off the cliff because he lets us go. Let's bring this to number two. He is the wisest rope holder and communicates to you. How does the Holy Spirit communicate? How does Jesus commun- How does God communicate with us? Through His Word, right? Now let me ask a question. If you don't read God's Word, how can you know what God has for you in life? You know, you ever heard someone say, I wish I knew what God would want me to do the rest of my life? I wish I knew what God wanted me to do, but yet they don't even study the manual. It's just like any of us guys, because guys are the main ones who do this. We put things together, and we don't look at the manual. We try to put together, and then when all else fails, then we pick up the directions. Or we put something together, we'll have about four or five things left. You know, we'll have four or five parts on the side there and just say, you know what, they always send some extra parts. You know, those, those aren't necessary. They send extra parts, whatever, you know, they, we don't need them. Then what ends up happening? Thing breaks down, thing doesn't work because we didn't read the manual. It's the same thing with life. Same thing with our Christian walk. Same thing with the Holy Spirit. If we don't listen, if we don't go to His Word, how are we going to know? And we need to find out three things about the Bible. First of all, the Bible is true. Psalm 119, 160 says this. The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous rules endures forever. Basically, that's saying, look, everything that God said, everything that's in His word is truth. There's nothing that's false. This isn't a true and false question where you get to a test and you think to yourself, I don't know the answers. I'm going to guess true, false, 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 true, 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 false, false, you know. It doesn't go that way. It doesn't go like that to God's Word. God's Word is always true. You know, we have people today who are going to try to come up against you and say, well, that book was written 2,000 years ago. It's no good. You know, that, was too, you know, that stuff happened 2,000 years ago. Who cares? Why do you read that, that book? But we need to understand that the Bible is true. It's the truth. You know, we could sit down and read all these fiction books, and we know they're not true. But the Word of God is true. Second of all, the Bible is pure. Proverbs 35 says this, For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. I'm trading my... Anyway, I was just thinking, you know... Did, did that song come to anyone's mind just now? I'm trading my sorrows. But joy comes in the morning. Yeah. I'm trading. All right, anyway. But the Bible is pure. Its anger is but for a moment, and its favor is for a lifetime. You see, we need to recognize that this book is pure. Let me ask a question. How many of you dr- would drink dirty water? How many of you saw a glass of water and you just saw it all dirty, but go ahead and drink it. Let me ask a question, is that water pure anymore? No. Aqua pure, right? I knew that was coming. But there's only one thing that's pure. And that's the Word of God. You see, too many times we have to remember that it is the only thing that's pure. Let me ask a question. As you think of your life, decisions you make, I want, to just, I want to just talk about some things, and I want you to think about this. Is your life pure when it comes to this? Facebook. Things you post on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. 
Are they pure? And when I say pure, I want you to think of influences in your life too. You know, as you think of influences, you know, things that influence your life. Second of all, your parents. Are your parents good influences? I hope you ever say yes. What about, what about TV? Is TV a good influence? What about your youth pastor? Is he a good influence? Who said no? Because whoever said no, we was going to go back to the Old Testament this time, and Drew, I was going to actually take him outside gently, and we would get stoned and stoned to death. All right? If they said, you know. And that's how pure your pastor is, you know. Anyway. What about your teachers? Are teachers good influences? All right. We had about one out of 60 say that their teacher was the influence. Let's look at Demi in the back of the teacher, you know? Miss Codright. She's a good influence, eh? Miss Codright's good, right? Yeah. What about your friends? Are your friends good influences? Let me add a question. When you think of your friends, because I'm going to, you know, we all have different type of friends. We have our school friends. We got our church friends. I say girlfriend and boyfriend. We ain't talking about that. You know, we got our church friends. And we got our school friends. Let me ask this question. Quiet down, quiet down. Let me ask this, ask this question. Do you act different with those two friends? How many of you can honestly say in this room that you act the same around all your friends? All right. How many of you can honestly say that you act differently when you're around different people? All right. If you are, let me ask something. I would say this. If you guys are honest in this room, I would say that 95% of you would probably raise your hand and say you act differently. Because we as teenagers do. You know, when other teenager did the same thing. I acted two different ways. I acted different with my church friends. I acted different with my school friends. Because you know why? We want to impress those people. You've heard me say before, nobody in this room is going to say, I don't want to be liked. I want people to hate me. No one's going to do that. Nobody. Everybody wants to be accepted. You know, nobody wants to be the goody two-shoes. Nobody wants to be the Christian freak. You know, we always want to be the class clown. Yes. You know, we want to be the class clown. What about magazines? And what about music? Do they influence you? They do. You know, music is probably one of the greatest tools that Satan ever used. All right? Getting back to the Bible. The Bible, thirdly, the Bible protects us. 
It protects you from impurity. It protects you from immorality. It protects you from all these things because the Bible is pure. You know, let me ask a question. When you want to get better, if you're sick, what do you normally do? You try to what? Take medicine. Um, you know, when you um, fall down, scrape your arm, what do you get? Alcohol. Something to purify. Peroxide. Peroxide. Alright? Why do you get peroxide to what? Clean it up. You know, you get it to clean it up. Right? Don't you use peroxide to clean it up? That's what the Bible does. The Bible purifies. The Bible cleans us up. Because you know why? The Holy Spirit works through God's Word and that's what cleans it up. Because you know what? In our own selves, we cannot do it. We can't. There's no one in this room that can read about the Bible and say, I understand everything. If you can, come and see me afterwards because you could teach me. Because I can't understand everything without the help of the Holy Spirit. I have to ask the Holy Spirit to help me. There's no way that I could do it on my own. No way. The Holy Spirit is the one that directs us. The Holy Spirit is the one that shows us, illuminates God's Word to us. Brings us to the last final point. He is the most encouraging rope holder. How many of you ever met someone who is the worst encourager in the world? They just know how to make you feel bad. You know, like... You know, they're, they're the type of people... Listen, they're the type of people, when you're down, when you're down, they stomp on you more. You know, that's the type of people... But we want to recognize tonight that the master belayer, the Holy Spirit, He is the most encouraging rope holder. How does He encourage us? He called you to obey God's word. Proverbs 4.4 4 says this. He taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments to live. It's, what is it saying? That we need to keep God's word. We need to understand that God's word is what encourages us. Um, if you ever read any of the letters of Paul, Paul used to a lot of things. He said this, I write these things to encourage you. Not to discourage you, but to encourage you. How many people like to be around people who encourage them? I hope everyone hand went up. I don't think no one wanted to say, you know, nobody wants someone to say, you suck! You know? You know, like, somebody, you know, like, you know, like some people are just like brutally honest. You know, like you meet these people who are like, you know, you, you want them to be as gracious as possible. You know, it's like this. I, I give an example, right? This is this is an example. You know, like I, I don't know if any of you ever been, if any of you have ever been interviewed for like a newspaper or anything like that, right? Or from ZNS or anything, right? But they come to you after the game and say to you, Hey, um, Nicholas, how did it feel to lose today's game? I mean, of course, what's the honor going to be? It felt great to lose, you know? I am so glad I lost the game tonight. You know, like, nobody... You know, that, that, but that is like what people do. It's like those dumb questions. But we, listen, 
But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will never discourage you. The Holy Spirit will always be there to encourage you. Secondly, He counsels you. He counsels you. John 14, 26 says this. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have to say to you. You know, we need to understand the context here for a second. Because we need to recognize what was happening there. Jesus just told his disciples, look, I'm leaving you. I'm going to leave you now. You know, it's my time to go. And disciples looked at him and said, what do you mean, Jesus? We walked with you. We did everything with you. We saw you perform all these miracles. What do you mean you're leaving? And second of all, you're telling us that for me to leave, it's better for me to go. It's better for me to leave you. Um, we'd all be like, are you serious? You know, can you, you, are you, you know, and then I can imagine, you know, if we want to get into our politicals, you know, we said, are you serious? And Jesus looked at us and say, dead serious, you know, like, you know, he, this is a serious thing. It's better for me to go. It's better for me to leave you. It's better for me to go because I'm going to send someone better who's going to help me, help you. And you want me to tell you what makes the Holy Spirit better than Jesus? Does anyone know what makes the Holy Spirit a better helper than Jesus? Anyone know? Conscience, okay. But what, what, why do you think it was better, Lauren? He's a comforter, okay. That's, that's one thing. I'm looking for a specific answer here. He can always be with you. Jesus could not always be with you because why? He was human. He was just like me and you. So Jesus was saying, look, it's better for me to go because I'm going to send someone who's going to always be with you. Someone's going to empower you. The Holy Spirit. And that's what he's saying. Look, I'm going to send someone who's going to counsel you. Someone who's going to help you. And when he says counsel, he's talking about a good counselor. He's not just talking about someone just who's going to tell you a couple of things and be like, you know, all right, give you bad advice. No, he counsels you. He gives you the best advice. And lastly, he convicts your conscience. He convicts your conscience. John sixteen thirteen says this. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. You see, he convicts your conscience. He tells you. He speaks to your conscience. This, is, this can feel like a still, small voice. You know, it's like a voice sometimes you hear. You know, you hear in your head. You know, what am I going to do? Am I going to listen to that voice that's telling me to do what's right? Or am I going to listen to the voice that tells me it was doing what's wrong? Like, you know, we have to understand, and I think sometimes we, we try to diminish it, because we like think when we hear about spiritual warfare, we try to make it seem like, oh, this is like a radical thing. It is a radical thing. And it's going on every day. It's going on every day around us. And the question for me and you is this. Who are we going to listen to? For, ourselves, for us in this room who call ourselves believers, who say we are followers of Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in us. And I'm going to tell you something tonight that you could, you know, that, that would almost prove to you whether or not you're saved or not. If you are going to do something that's wrong, and you have no problem doing it, 
Like, just say, Brendan, you just say, you know what? I'm going to steal that money from somebody and I have no conscience. I'm just going to do it. Then you probably don't have the Holy Spirit living in you. Now, am I saying that if you commit that, if you did that, then, you know, that, 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 no. Because we are all tempted. We all tempted by different things. Because we look at that saying $200 right there, I'm going to take that quick. It's the same thing as saying, boy, you know what, that pen looks nice. Or that, that chocolate chip cookie. I don't know what zone that is, but I'm hungry one. I could take that anyway. You know, but there has to be a voice inside that says to you, look, it's wrong for me to do that. You know, we, we sometimes look on TV and we see these people who just come in schools and just shoot people and just think, you know, these people, you know, they, they have these stories. I would say that there's no way that they could just, you know, be a believer because why would you just go in there and shoot? You, ha- you have to have a conscience. You know, as, a, as the Holy Spirit works in us, He reveals a lot in us, about us. Um, we know our limits. You struggle with things differently than me. I struggle with different things than you. But the Holy Spirit is working in us and trying to make us more like who? Christ. So as you think of the master believer, as you think of the person at the bottom who is releasing that rope, remember this. A human could fail you at that rope. But the Holy Spirit can never fail you. Never. He's always there. He's always working with you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, we pray that you continue to be on in all that we do. And I pray that you would help us to just rely on the Master Belayer. Rely on the Holy Spirit who is there working with us. And I just pray that you continue to be on in all that we do. And I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.